Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, BC's got lofty plans when it comes to these housing targets. You hear all the different politicians, federal, you know, <laughs> provincial, regional, all talking about how they're going to meet the demand right now for housing in our markets. But the only problem is, and this is a story that's just coming out, is the lack of planners. And this is a pretty big deal when it comes to urban development. So to talk a little bit more about this, Michael Geller of the Geller Group, architect, planner, real estate consultant, kind enough to join me. Michael, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, I'll keep it as simple as I can. Why don't we have enough planners? Well, before I answer that, I do want to clarify, that's not the only problem uh, that could impact the amount of development proceeds. Obviously, there are other things, including the adequacy of services and so forth. But there's no doubt that the policies that were recently announced by the province have significant ramifications for every municipality in the province. And it means every municipality is going to update its zoning bylaws and plans and keep working towards development of new official community plans. And that's going to require a lot of work. At the same time, there's no doubt that as many planners get older, there have been a number of retirements. And so there are these two things sort of coinciding. But the main thing is just the amount of additional work that's going to be necessary to implement the provincial policies. You know, in researching this, some of the things that I came across is when it comes to planning, uh, you'll see some that'll work for 10 years and then go off and do something different. We talk about words like burnout. How would you describe the current situation for those who are actively planning as we speak? Well, I think, to be fair, it varies from municipality to municipality, but there's no doubt that, uh, well, we don't necessarily see as many homes being built that we would like, there are a lot more applications that have been going through the system. Unfortunately, because of construction costs and financing costs, these projects have not gone ahead, but they have had to be dealt with by the planners. And of course, there are numerous high-profile situations like a recent application in uh, the District of North Vancouver that went through five nights of public hearing and, and, and things like that certainly do create more demand for the uh, planner's time. So what would you do to entice somebody? Because, you know, um, you talk about people that get into the courses at university, that do their, you know, apprenticeships, that work their way up to becoming an active planner. How do you entice them? I mean, the cost of living in this province is through the roof. You talk about all the negatives. What is a positive? What could you do to grip somebody into this career? Well, you just answered a major negative. <laughs> I mean, a lot of planners would love to come to British Columbia work here. Uh, It's a very exciting place to work, but they can't afford. And ironically, this uh, Monday, I gave a talk in uh, northwest Vancouver to a a women's club. And one of the questions was, did I recommend architecture and planning as a profession? And uh, if their son 
did in fact pursue one of these professions, would he earn enough to be able to move out of their basement house, <laughs> basement suite in their house? <laughs> and uh, I said, well, hopefully they would. But no, there's no doubt that uh, these are public sector jobs, the majority of them. The salaries are somewhat restricted, and uh, and there's a lot of work. There's a, there is a lot of burnout. But, I mean, from, I'm a professional planner. I mean, from my point of view, I did work in the public sector. I work in the private sector now. It's very gratifying work. The one thing, though, I think should be pointed out is there's going to be an incredible amount of work leading up to June 30th because that's the deadline the province has imposed for all the municipalities to change their bylaws to accommodate these new policies. But I would like to think that after that date, because the province is also saying a lot of projects that previously had to go through a rezoning and through lengthy public hearings, they are trying to simplify that process. And perhaps I'm being a little bit uh, naive, but I would like to think that as a result of those policy changes, the workload after the 30th of uh, June could could be less than it has been in the past. Hmm. Although uh, the planners will still have to start dealing with a number of new applications uh, for the benefit of our listeners. These are applications where people can start building four or up to six homes on single-family lots that previously were restricted to a principal dwelling and maybe a laneway house or a, a basement suite. So that could be significant. Although, as I mentioned at the very beginning, uh, the province has acknowledged that because of high construction costs and interest rates and to some degree the adequacy of services, they're not expecting a lot of these applications to come through you know, especially in the initial years. Hmm. That's a really great way to finish this, Michael. Thank you for all the insight. And we're going to chew on this throughout the rest of the show, but your insight is second to none. And hopefully you'll stop by again and we can continue this conversation. Thanks for your interest. All the best.